You're listening to the Inner Process Podcast with your hosts, Mike Bond and Jason Van Ruler. We're seasoned counselors and friends, and each episode, we discuss topics that help us live all around healthier lives. Listen in as we share personal stories, research, and our experiences as therapists. Thank you for joining us. So, Jason, today we're talking about boundaries, and I think we came at this because essentially, you know, we're in the holidays and we're all spending time with family and friends, maybe. And sometimes we're spending time with family and friends that we don't ordinarily spend time with because maybe we have some type of geographic distance or whatever the case may be, right? Nothing else. Self-imposed or otherwise, right? And when we do that, you know, that can tend to produce feelings, shall we say, of certain I really like your approach here. This is good. I'm trying to be really diplomatic about this. I can tell. Anyway, you talk to me about boundaries many times in our relationship. So I feel like we've had this conversation a lot. <laughs> this is going to be really familiar this to you. Is, I can and always we, recite your part, I think. And when we get to the part of boundary busters, that's going to sound really familiar to you too. Yeah. Yeah. I might have like emails or things to reflect on about that. You yeah. might want to just really listen to this podcast in the future. Yeah. Anyways, so I think boundaries I know for me, not only personally, but professionally, especially I mean, these are the types of conversations I have with a lot of people because there's no relationship that exists, whether it's family or friends or otherwise. I don't know what the otherwise would be, but there's no relationship that exists that isn't going to be better and more healthy with proper boundaries. And so we're going to dive into that and look at that. So that, though, leads us, I think, naturally to what are boundaries, right? So in this day and age, thankfully, I think there's quite a bit more written about boundaries than even there was when I got into all of this, there is probably not the original book, but to me, the original book on boundaries is Boundaries by Cloud and Townsend. Yep. I know it's just one of those kind of seminal books. named. Yep. Very simple. They went with boundaries in their naming just by that. It, uh, But it's a really good book. Very well done. In it, they outline what is a boundary? What does it look like? What does it look like in relationships? And now they have Boundaries in marriage and boundaries of kids and all that. Turns out you need boundaries all over the place. It turns out that all relationships require boundaries. Who would have thought? Not me. Apparently not me. Not me either. But it turns out that that's true. So boundaries, what are they? When I think about what they are, to me, it's how we define ourselves. It's what I think, feel, and believe. It is what I then share with others, what I allow to be shared with me. I think it's how it's kind of that circle around us. And, you know, it's where I stop and start. It's where others stop and start. And then how we relate within that context. And obviously we get into trouble when those boundaries are too diffuse or sometimes too rigid. And then we're isolated, right, from others. And so I think there's quite a bit to this because essentially if we do this well, we let the right amount of information in, we give the right amount of information out, which is intimacy. But if we don't do it well, then we're probably taking on too many things or we're sharing too many things. And I think there's kind of problems with both of those, but I don't know. Is that the way you think about boundaries? Yeah. I mean, I think I would echo that kind of where I end and you begin or, or what our space is or kind of a bubble. You know, we've talked about that. I know Andy Stanley talks about boundaries like guardrails, but essentially I think what they're all getting at is it's kind of this protective layer around us and that protects us from getting hurt or maybe being too vulnerable or things like that. And so 
everybody's got boundaries and there are boundaries for good reason, right? So people don't get hurt or we don't work too much or we're protected from something through boundaries. And I think one thing you said is kind of, if they're too loose, I mean, that's problematic, but it also, if they're too rigid, that's problematic too. Right. You know, it's difficult to get close to somebody walking around in one of those kind of space suits. You know, there, there's just, <laughs> there's limitations to that. Yeah, that's a good point. This just makes me think, you know, we're unfortunately in this COVID era and like people are in the hazmat suits. And, but that is what it's like when yeah. the boundary structures are too rigid. You know, you just become isolated and disconnected and distant from others. Absolutely. And I always think of it kind of like you're on the beach. Okay. You don't want to get sunburned. Right. So you're probably not walking around with nothing on because it's going to be dangerous. And so you need to have a little protection, but you're also not walking around in that same spacesuit, right? Because that would be ridiculous and you're sweating and you're not having any fun. So boundaries are really about kind of dressing for the occasion and being appropriately prepared. You know, you might wear a t-shirt and sunscreen or something like that, but you put a little bit of thought into how do I take care of myself and not be so vulnerable that I'm wounded. Right. Yeah, that's very well said. And, you know, and I think we should probably mention that the idea of boundaries and having healthy boundaries, that always exists in tension, right? Like, I think we rarely are walking that line perfectly because that's not what we do in life. But I think it's about probably recognizing which side of that kind of coin we're on or which side of that line we're on and trying to get to that healthy space. And, you know, what's also difficult about this, I think, is that like you said at the beginning, it is true of all relationships. And so all of those relationships have their unique components, right? And so person by person, you're trying to figure out where's my boundary with this relationship? Where's theirs with mine? And how do we do this kind of a thing? So it's just like very fluid dynamic process that I think can be confusing at times, particularly with certain people who tend to be I mentioned, you know, in jest, but it's real boundary, I call them boundary busters, like people that are just not very good at either having boundaries for themselves or others. When we are in a relationship with them, it's tricky. It's difficult. There are people who, for whatever reason, I mean, perhaps the way they were raised or just what they're used to, but they're pretty comfortable living in a space that we're not. And so those people can make it really difficult. And kind of going back to that whole beach analogy, I mean, some people, we actually do need to wear the spacesuits around, you know, for our own good, because that's just what it's going to take. And other people we can maybe open up a little bit more with. And so some of it is just being able to assess how safe is this person or how safe is this situation. And then what I like about what you said is the intention, you know, what do I do about that? Knowing what I know. One of the tools that I use with my clients and I think about for myself when I'm talking about boundaries is I have a couple of hula hoops in my office. And by the way, it turns out hula hooping as an adult's really hard. I don't know if you've tried this. It's, it's also weird, but yeah, yeah, it's I hard. guess it's yeah, weird. It's I hard was, first weird second. I did have yep. that experience when I was standing in my driveway doing that. Yeah, yeah, I did. People drove by. I thought that was strange. Anyway, so I get the hoops out and I put them on the floor, right? And yeah. have people stand in them. That's not if how it's you a, do it, by the way. But yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, I, I just, just solved your problem. Together. You this did. is not how you so, do it. I appreciate that. <laughs> If I get nothing else today, that get I'll take that away. That's, that'll help. Yeah. So I put them on the floor. If it's a couple, I put the hoops touching, right? Because they're supposed to be connected to one another. But the idea, this really helps people, I think, sometimes they have a visual understanding. But it mm-hmm. works even if you just kind of think about it too, what a boundary is. Like if I'm in the center of that hoop, then I have this concept of there is this space around me. And it's mine to control. And... I think as I'm relating to others, if they are picking up their hoop 
and they're kind of getting into mine, we have a problem, right? Like we're not relating in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm doing the same thing, again, a problem. But sometimes I'll have couples to our point earlier about isolation, you know, they're picking up their hoop and they're traveling across the room, like they're distant from one another, right? So I think it's helpful to think of it kind of almost in terms of the hoops, right? Because that's a good representation. When we're in the center of that hoop, that's supposed to represent that we have that healthy boundary structure around us. And as other people try maybe to in unhealthy ways encroach upon that, we are able to say, wait a minute, that doesn't work for me, right? Mm -hmm. And kind of voice those things, which I think can sometimes be difficult. So that's one of the tools I use to teach boundaries. And I think about it in my life. Like, I know that's probably weird, but you know, in your relationships, like, am I in the hoop or am I not with this person? And what is it going to look like for me to get back in my own hoop? Because the thing you and I talked about change a few episodes ago and what we can control and all we can control is what we say and do, Mm -hmm. but we can impact what others say and do by having healthy boundaries. So that's just a thought about a tool. Yeah. I like the visual element of that because it does help us to kind of identify how that could look because boundaries are really, it's a pretty abstract concept when you think about it. I mean, there isn't actually a hula hoop, you know, in our life. It's instead something that kind of ebbs and flows and it, it changes. And some people, we approach one way with certain boundaries and then due to interactions have to shift that a little bit. So it is something that changes over time. But I think just that visual is very helpful. I'm curious, what do you tell people who this concept seems foreign to? How do you talk to them about that? What do you tell them that they need to do to start creating these? I'll ask them to give me just any illustration from their life of a relationship, right? So tell me about just a relationship that you have in your life. It may be a spouse, maybe a family member, a child, whatever the case may be. But tell me about that and tell me a little bit about interactions that you have with them. And then from that, I usually can understand where their boundaries are and where they're not. Then I honestly, just to link to what we were just talking about, that's typically when I'll have them stand up and do the hoop work, right? So now let's talk about that particular conversation that you brought up and tell me kind of standing in the middle of the hoop, what you would have done differently. Because sometimes it's not just the words we use, it's the physical space. When person XYZ, when you start to behave that way, I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm going to hang up the phone or... I'm going to leave and go do something else, right? So sometimes it's a physical space thing as well as the verbal piece, but I'll have them to just talk to me about relationships and try to understand where the holes in their boundary kind of system and structures are. And usually through that process, you can begin to put the right structure in place. Okay. So they can kind of identify maybe where they've been historically in relationship to others, and then maybe what might look healthier or what is working, I guess you could say. Yeah, because I feel like, I mean, you said this, it's so true. And one of the reasons I use the hoops is this idea of boundaries, it it is really intangible. It's hard to get a grasp of what we're really talking about. And so I think we have to put some meat on those bones, right? You have to say, well, when you were having that particular conversation and you said this and that, is that you in the hoop or not? And if it's not, what would you have said or would you have done something differently? And that way, I think it's easier to begin to, to look at, all right, so going forward, not only with this person, what does that look like? But let me extrapolate that to the whole. Let me think about that in the context of my other relationships and what that would be. Okay. How do you identify if you need to be evaluating boundaries with someone? 
Oh, that's a good question. Um, I can tell you the reason I ask. I mean, I think as we go into the holidays, especially this is maybe front and center, but also other places, work, et cetera, we have to kind of identify where those boundaries need to be considered. I think sometimes we can just kind of be on autopilot with this stuff because obviously we can't think about this all the time and with everyone, it'd just be too much. So how do we kind of say like, yeah, I think I need to reassess the degree of boundaries here. I think I need to spend some time considering that. What are maybe some key indicators that that's needed? For me personally, but as I work with people too, that's about emotional response. To me, that's the best indicator, right? So if I'm in this relationship or series of relationships and emotionally speaking, I consistently am getting kind of twisted about this relationship, right? Or physically I'm worn down because I'm probably, my boundaries aren't probably set well enough. And so I'm giving, giving, giving too much to this person. And so I'm physically and emotionally tired. To me, those are the best indicators. And I don't know if that's similar for you, but I just have found personally, if there are people that they themselves are maybe not the best at boundaries or something consistently goes off inside of me kind of in a negative sense, then I need to at least pause. It it may not be that person. Maybe it's just something for me, but um, at least take a look at it. Yeah. I think if we're consistently walking away from an interaction with someone saying, I should have known better, that's usually a good cue to do some boundary work. You know, so if you go, well, every time I uh, interact with dad, it always ends that way. Or every Christmas is like this. Again, we can't control other people, but then we maybe need to start looking at what we can control and say, well, do I need to have a little tighter boundaries around this situation or am I missing something here? Yeah, I think that's very well said. One thing I will point out, you know, our natural tendencies and personalities is always a factor in everything that we do, right? And there's this personality, I'm sure you've taken this and we'll make you expose yourself here, but the the big five personality test, Mm -hmm. I know you know it. One of the big five personality qualities is agreeableness. And people who score high on agreeableness tend to have problems with boundary setting. They're the people that tend to more naturally just think it's more difficult for them to not give too much in their relationships, right? Right. Now, there's some other components of that test, and those people probably have the opposite problem, which is maybe sometimes the boundaries are too rigid. Both are difficult in their own way. I mean, I think if you're a pleaser, I mean, that's kind of what that boils down to for me is if you're a pleaser, chances are you're going to sacrifice your boundaries for others. I think we tell ourselves that's in someone else's best interest, but it really isn't. And I think that if we're on the other side of that, we're going to keep people out and we're going to feel that that is actually uh, protective. But what that does is puts a lot of distance in our relationships and makes it really hard to be close to us. And so again, like all of these things, I mean, I just see such a balance component where it's not really a one or the other. It's kind of this thing where we're really shooting for the middle and sometimes we're going to totally nail it and other times we're going to miss it. So true. I think about that. I talk about that with people. It's, you know, if we find ourselves out of the hoops or if we recognize that I don't probably have the right boundaries with that person, I know it's not this simple, but it is as simple to say anyway, just to say, well, okay, do the work to get back to that place. That can be really complicated because as you and I know, relationships exist around rules. Like we set up rules for the relationships that we have. And those rules sometimes, especially in the relationships that have been going on for a while, 
maybe sometimes those rules are somewhat unhealthy. So redoing those rules requires work. And what it really requires, and I think what's hard about boundaries, particularly with some people in our lives, is that you really have to be super consistent with them. That's true of our kids. We know that, right? Like, well, if I let my son do this this time, but then not this time, inconsistency, they're going to default to the the least boundary place. Yep. My kids still remember July 2nd, 2016, when I let him stay up a half hour later that night. But that's a great point because in our adult relationships, that's exactly how it works too. The default is, well, if you kind of allowed this this time, then that's the way we're going to do this because I think it's natural and like us to maybe not like boundaries. We don't like people to set boundaries with us and we don't even like to set boundaries with ourselves. We talked about that in our saying no episode. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, yes, I think that's why this is difficult and, and sometimes requires a lot of really consistent, intentional thought for a while. It yeah. does become easier as you do it, which we should say. Yeah. Once you practice that a little bit, you know, night and day difference, but it's first kind of identifying, I think, what are the boundaries if there are any, because there are some relationships we have, or at least I've had where maybe the rule about boundaries is there aren't any. There's this sort of agreement. It's kind of like fight club, you know, anything goes. Um, We just don't talk about it. And so you might be listening to this and thinking to yourself, well, it sounds really great, guys, but I actually don't have boundaries with certain people in my life. And that's not something we've actually ever discussed. Yeah, and so you should. I like, by the way, how you somehow figure out a way to work Fight Club into this conversation. I literally, I make a list of things every episode that I'm trying to put in. I know you do. Like this is so you can check that one off. I'm just curious what other movie movie references you're going to bring It keeps it fresh. It keeps it fresh. Here's the thing, and we should say this, we are men of faith. And so the truth, I think, about boundaries is there's very much a theological component. God set this world up within a boundary structured system. And we cannot operate properly, whether it's in relationships with one another or even the natural world without boundaries, because it's written into the universe. And I think I referenced intimacy earlier, but, you know, ultimately what we're talking about is how we relate on deep levels to other people, that's community. And in order to do that, there has to be structure and boundaries. I mean, even scripture talks about guarding our hearts and having that sense of, like you said earlier, the guardrails, Andy Stanley's work around this which I just think is really important to point out because it's not this arbitrary thing that, hey, you know, some psychologist came up with, it's a good idea to have boundaries. No, I think it's very, very fundamental to healthiness that we do this in our lives. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that's so necessary to become cliche. When people talk to me about boundaries, it's like, oh, okay, we're going to do that again. Right. And we're going to do that again because we need to. And that's what keeps us healthy. But I think sometimes in media and other places, it's like, oh, boundaries and and that kind of says something about you. Well, I mean, it's cliche, but at the same time, we really do need those. And like you said, I mean, that really is stitched into the fabric of our life that we need to have those boundaries. And so whether you want to admit to that or not, I mean, that's kind of each person's call, but they're there, right? And you can find these everywhere you look in every relationship and every interaction. So true. I love this quote. Wynton Marcellus, the jazz musician, Mm -hmm. wise person too, In talking about jazz, he said, there's no freedom in freedom. There's only freedom in structure. Right. And this is so interesting because you think of jazz music as this really just like flowing thing and you just take what comes and you're right. And I'm certainly no jazz musician. That's for sure. But I think you are. I love what he said there. And it's really true. Like 
the freedom that I think we're all looking for in our lives comes through the process of having the right boundary structure. So isn't it this like paradoxical thing that happens where I have boundaries, which looks restricting, but it actually is what gives me freedom. Absolutely. And that's the paradigm shift. Sometimes I think we have to make in order for this to be effective, especially in relationships where the boundary setting is difficult for whatever reason, got to get our minds around that. And then doing the difficult work of resetting those rules when the other person probably most likely isn't going to appreciate that. They're not going to like that. Not initially. Yeah, because it's a rule change. But I think doing that and having our own hula hoop, if you will, allows us to A, do our own work, but B, to appreciate others for who they are too. Because sometimes these boundaries are so loose, it's a little tough to kind of determine who's who and who's doing what. And so if we actually take the time to lay these out, we can really appreciate people that we might not have appreciated before Mm, because we can see them for who they are in that space. That's a really good point. So as we're talking today, boundaries are vitally important in every relationship and keep us both healthy and also help us to appreciate others. Any other parting words on this, Mike, or or practical tips as we go into the holidays for how to deal with this? So have an idea what boundaries are. Look for where maybe the holes in the boundary structures are in our relationships, but also give yourself and others grace because it's difficult to do this and to do this well. And particularly, I think, difficult to do it with people that maybe you don't relate to on an everyday level necessarily, right? So you don't always see some of these things coming. And it's okay. Anything can be recovered from. I think about this for myself. Obviously, of course, I get out of my hoop. So, all right, what's it going to take and what's it going to look like to get back in there with this person or situation or event? So that's the way I think about boundaries, particularly the grace piece. The grace piece is really important. And then just remembering too, you can change things. You can shift that. So if you want to relax that a little bit or tighten that, you can totally do it. Doesn't mean you made a mistake. I know sometimes I'll work with people and they say, well, I'm going into this situation. I've got this boundary and I have to adhere to that no matter what, and I can't change it. And, you know, I just want to remind everyone, you know, you, you actually are the one that makes the rules. So if you want to, you know, relax it a little bit, the big deal is just telling people, right? So you can say, I've shifted that boundary a little bit, or this looks different for me now. So don't get so locked into rigidity of, I made my rule, you know, today, and that's my rule for the next three years. And and it has to be that way. We can be dynamic about it. That's a good word. That's a very good word. Well, hopefully this is helpful to some as they enter into those holiday celebrations and parties and beyond, of course, as we just do the relationship thing in its healthiest manner. Yeah. I think this is a dance that we do. And it's something that we practice for a long time. We never probably get it exactly right. But if we do it well, we see other people and other people can see us. And we have the most appreciation for others at that time. So my hope for everybody is that's what they're able to take into this holiday season. I know Mike has been on my case saying that we needed to talk about boundaries for a long time. So I'm hoping this is what he meant. Not quite sure. Kind of guessing there's another conversation. But I'll I'll add some things to this. (laughs) We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. Mike and I would also like to ask that if you've been enjoying the podcast, could you share it with a friend? We've loved getting all the feedback and comments thus far. Thanks. 